I'm really worried that because the wind is so strong, it's shaking the window behind me. I fear it's going to get picked up. So apologies if it does. It be windy. It's fucking windy, but also... Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say podcast. That's not what that's not what they make you say. Oh. <laughs> they make you say fuck me dead. Yes. I'm me. And and who are you? Me Jay. I thought you had a name already. Didn't you say to me yesterday that you have a name that you, you're gonna be from now on? I don't remember what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. Was it like <laughs> Christmas Juan or something like that? Yes, Christmas Juan, that's what it was. For the month of December, you'll be Christmas Juan. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> How are you, Christmas Juan? Do you want to say who you are? <laughs> oh yeah, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> no, I give a shit who I am, but I'm Amanda. <laughs> oh my god. I'm a bit better now that whatever all that was that just happened to me before the podcast started <laughs> is over. <laughs> we just sat down to start recording... And I, I don't know, there was just a lot of things happening within your body, like the first like five minutes of coughing, us sitting here. hiccuping, and <laughs> like choking all at the same time. It was not a great experience. <laughs> but you're, you're glad, you're better now that it's all over? I mean, I think I would have been fine had it never happened. <laughs> uh, did the patch notes drop today? They did. I didn't, I haven't read them. I think for most people, not a lot of changes, um, but as someone working in hospitality again, some nice changes. We don't have to do table service anymore, so. Victorians will only be required to wear masks while shopping indoors, riding on public transport, or traveling in a taxi or Uber. Mm, yep. I mean, wasn't that what it was? Yep. <laughs> Isn't that exactly what it was? It was like, you don't have to wear them outside, but anywhere where you can't socially distance properly, you had to wear them. That sounds exactly the same to me, Yeah, to be the laws on the masks are a bit different. Oh, but, but rules not. requiring them to be worn in restaurants and cafes will no longer apply. Oh, okay. Which does make sense because we commented on it when we went to the pub the other week. Yeah. We didn't have to wear a mask walking to the pub, but we had to wear a mask walking into the pub, but then we didn't have to wear a mask sitting at the table. Yeah. It just seemed a bit silly. It's like how the people who come to where I work now, you know, when they go to the bathroom, they've got to get up, put their mask on, and then walk to the bathroom. And when people start getting drunk, it's like... Mm. Yeah, no. I, I was going to say, when we're at the pub, people weren't doing that. People were just getting up and walking around anyway, so... Yeah. And I get it, because it just seemed a bit silly. I mean, I, they, he said we still have to keep carrying them. I feel like mostly the rule is exactly the same. Yeah. Like, even at... Part of me is like, I don't really want to wear them at work, because I have issues, like, it's kind of hard to talk to people through masks mm. and take their orders and stuff. But if we're doing bar service again, I've already got the bar between me and them. So I'll still have my mask on me, but I can probably get away with not wearing it all the time. So Yeah, uh, so from Monday, we'll be allowed to host 30 people in our home. I don't know 30 people, but... <clears throat> outdoor lim- uh, yeah, the limit for outdoor public gatherings has been raised to 100 people. No cap for weddings, funerals, or religious gatherings, uh, but one person per two square metres will apply. Meanwhile, as I saw in America, there was like a bunch of iPads sitting on stands that they were preparing for like all the people dying. Yeah, I've seen that too. It's terrible. I mean, we're still at zero, right? We haven't had one for... It's been 34 days. 34 days. Jeez. Or something more than that, yeah. I feel like we only, um, I feel like we only talk about Victoria. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on in the rest rest of the country. The other states seem fine. 
I mean, some of them, well, there we are still getting new cases of coronavirus in Australia. Like, I think there was like four yesterday. But yeah, it's it's four. <laughs> so I don't want any other states coming here. All right, we've done, we've had our share. We're going to, I think they should keep the Victorian border closed. Okay, I'm sick. I don't want to go back into lockdown. Actually, if I go back into lockdown, um, personally, I, I'm probably fucked because why would have no income? Well, in addition, because we live together, I would also be fucked. <laughs> mm. So Yeah, so it'd be really nice if people just stayed the fuck away. I mean, I, d- I don't want people to become complacent because I think that we would be idiots to assume that there is no virus anywhere in Victoria. Like, that's just fucking dumb. I'm sure people have it. I mean, obviously, there are no cases serious enough to be in hospital, but I think we'd be dumb to say that it's just, you know, eliminated at this point. I think the moment we all become really complacent is probably the moment that we'll have another rise. In numbers. Yeah. Well, hopefully I can. That's far enough down the line where I become eligible for JobKeeper. That'd be nice. <laughs> but that's 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 where we're at as of Sunday, the sixth of December. I guess I will take the opportunity at this point before we get started. A year anniversary is coming up. Oh my goodness! So next week's episode will be our year special. Oh Christ! And I've been researching. And I am both mad and sad, but then also a bit happy at the end about it. it. It's a ride. Get ready. So yeah, next week's episode will be just covering one case. And it's a big one. I have a lot of notes already and I have no idea how long it's going to go for. <laughs> so yeah, next week's episode will be the one year, one case. It might go long. I'm not sure. It's a lot of information. And then we'll be doing a live stream of international stories where we can just sort of like pick the craziest of the crazy ones we can find in and the I've world. Been doing a very bad job where I've been like, oh, yeah, I'll remember that one for it. And I have me bookmarking it. So I'll find myself a folder. I actually to remind myself. I set up a folder called like Fuck Me Dead Special Episode. I have put exactly three bookmarks in there. <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've looked at stuff and went, I'll remember. <laughs> But the thing is, it's international stories, so I could just do dumb shit like, just Google, like, wacky news story or wild shit. Mm, yeah. And just um, find whatever. So, I might bring back some stuff from our original unaired pilot episode. I do you remember might, that? I do you remember that? Back that far? Yeah, I'm hoping, <laughs> do I still have, no, I don't have those bookmarks still. I, do, I don't either. But I, I think I still have the recording, so. I at least remember one of yours from that, and I think it'll be perfect. The, the penis one? Yeah, the penis one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be hard to find. <laughs> so, Saturday the 19th, we'll do a live stream of all the, like, craziest stories we can find from around the world. It'll be international ones. And we'll start at 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Yeah. Victorian Australian, time, I guess. Obviously. Anyway. Melbourne time. Melbourne or Sydney time. Yeah. So, we're going to be doing that. So, we would be grateful if you dropped by and said hello and had a laugh with us. It'll just be a nice way, I think, to... To celebrate that we've been doing this for a year. <laughs> okay, now that I've got all the plugging out of the way, uh, what, what are your stories like this week? Like, what's the tone? I don't know. <laughs> you really don't sound happy. I'm going to go back to bed, honestly. <laughs> I'm so tired from last night still. You were asleep like, before I was. I know. That, I don't know. Just tired. I played The Sims until like nearly 3 a.m. Cats woke me up early and I just ignored them for like three hours. I don't know. I guess I've got like the worst feel bad story first and then it sort of improves from there, but. Eh. <laughs> okay. Um, I, None of my stories I, feel good. I went into uh, looking for stories yesterday being like, it's December, it's Christmas, it's the festive season. I should try and like, you know, 
pick stories that are a bit more uplifting, you know, no one wants to feel bad at the end of the year. Um, and then I immediately found a really awful story and wrote notes on that. <laughs> so <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> after the year special, I'll start doing that. But I've got a really awful one to start off and then they just sort of get better as we go on um, tone wise. A bit more um, positive, uplifting, funny. But the first one, absolutely horrible. So, All right, let's get into it. Let's let's fucking tell some stories. <clears throat> Watch my stories. Or listen to your stories. Are, are you making fun of me because I say that all the time, that I want to watch my stories? <laughs> <laughs> Especially because I watch something before I go to sleep and I'm like, just, I'm watching my stories. Yes. The thrilling <laughs> adventures of Dawson and his creek. Yes, I'm watching Dawson's Creek at the moment and it's really not that thrilling at all. Are you sitting there like, why is this? Why was this popular? I loved it when I was like 13 and I'm watching it now as a 30 something year old going, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> How times change. Like Dawson is the most just, wet toast fucking yes. dull piece of shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of that. Oh, I, I hear it, but I'm just like. He's always like he's always complaining like oh why won't you date me yeah it's just he oh, he is such a oh, bad main character I don't understand the world there's not even a fucking creek in this show I mean there is a creek but oh. it's just it's he he's just so boring and then like Pacey who actually has some dimension is totally pushed to the side most of the time it's just it's a shit show I'm sorry <laughs> I'm just rewatching it for the nostalgia More like I, don't, I do not recommend. Bored. Sun Creek. <laughs> but this isn't a Dawson Dawson's Creek review, so continue with oh. your story. Okay. <laughs> well, it wasn't a creek, it was a river. But last week, uh, we spoke about a couple of incidents in the East Sepik region of PNG. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't get as you remember, the uh, the cat murders and the yes. the guy jumping out of a window at the police station, possibly. That was in the same article for some reason? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going back there. Okay. This article only has one story in it. Okay. <laughs> this occurred early November. Okay, so not that long ago. Year. Not too far back. So five deaths have recently occurred there related to sorcery accusations. Oh, is that, is that a thing there? Not only is that a thing in New Guinea, it's on the rise again at the moment. Like over the past decade, sorcery killings have really got going in popularity again. I wonder why that is. No idea. Um, it's something that I was thinking as I was writing this, I'm like, man, I could just do like an entire week of episodes on fucking sorcery shit in New Guinea. I mean, it's definitely interesting, especially just because, like, it's obviously nothing that I will have ever experienced in mm. my life. It's weird to me that that's still... I mean, it's it's not, it's not superstition, is it? Huh? It's not, like, superstition. It's mm. sort of? It, it's very similar to the old, just, like, she's a witch burner. Oh. It's literally that. Oh, so is this a, a against women thing, or are, are we uh, equal opportunist? Oh, we're definitely equal opportunist. Anyone can be a sorcerer. Okay. Anything. Because, you know, I feel like the witch trials are a bit of like, women are acting out, let's put them down um, mm. and claim they're witches. But this isn't like that. This is very much men or No, New, New Guinea's not entirely patriarchal. It depends on the village and the culture. Okay. Um, you know, there are matriarchal societies out there, but also, you know, they've got the classic one dude and 47 wives kind of thing. Right. Okay. That's so it really just common. depends on where. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as I mentioned, five deaths, all related to sorcery, accusations, and they're all within the same week. That seems like a lot. Yeah, all in that Sepik region, and uh, Wewak gets mentioned again as well. Uh, one of those killed was a 13-year-old boy. Uh, he was kidnapped and then hanged in Angora, oh, no. which is the town where the story last week was featured. What's going on there? There's clearly something in the water. <laughs> 
Yeah, I wouldn't drink the Seabick River. Oh, okay. Uh, Police (laughs) Commander Superintendent Albert Belly, he's back. He said, This death, along with the murder of a woman and a high school student, are all believed to be payback murders for a man who died in February. It's like payback killings are a big thing in New Guinea as well. But like, it's not a gang thing? No, it's like an eye for an eye kind of thing. Right, okay. Yeah, which just fuels more violence, but you know. So back in February, a man became ill and he died from his illness. Doesn't say what it was. Uh, this started rumors of sorcery. So people just started saying, no, it was like a witch doctor who put a curse on him and he died kind of thing. Okay. Uh, that spread through the community and that eventually led to these killings, basically. So this guy's just desire. He probably just, who knows what he caught, you know, it could have been malaria. It could have been anything. He died of some illness. And, you know, it's not just a case of like, oh yeah, people just get sick and die sometimes. That happens in life. It's no, 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 no. Someone made him sick. I, that's not the way it works. Sure it is. I don't know why five people have been killed over this. Maybe they were all working together. Were they all sorcerers? A 13-year-old boy, a woman, a high school student, and the other two victims were a man and his son who were killed on the coast in Weewak. So it's not like they're even closely together, because remember, Weewak's two hours <laughs> Yeah, okay. That is weird. But it could be a case of, like, someone's murdered. The, f- the first killing was for, like, the sorcerer accusation, and then... The relatives of that murdered person went and got payback. Mm, okay. And then they've gotten payback. And then, so you see what I mean? Where it keeps going. Because it's yeah, this yeah, eye yeah. for an eye thing. It keeps going. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, big spread of victims, mostly men by the sounds of it. You got a 13 year old. You got a high school student. There's a woman in there, a dad and his son. Anyone can be accused of black magic in New Guinea. I guess I just don't understand because I'm like, what makes you think that someone is using black magic? Was it just that this guy was sick? Because that's that's well, not how that works. Died, yeah. no, that, that's no, not no, how that, that works. No, that makes sense. I really hope that that's sarcasm, but you're very, like, blank face, so I'm not sure. <laughs> that's how it works in New Guinea. Yeah, but that's not how it actually works. People just do get sick. Yeah, but not in New Guinea. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I think I might look into it and try and... I was going to say, because I'm just very you're probably, confused. Your, your reaction is very similar to probably a lot of people listening to this, so it was like, what the fuck is he on about? Yeah. Whereas I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, sorcery killings. Thing. <laughs> yeah no i guess for me i'm like oh, i guess what i don't understand is like why did they suspect this person in particular for making him sick like what happened yeah like uh, is there some sign that they look for um for black magic or is it just a scapegoat i think sometimes it is just a lot of the time it can just be a scapegoat um, right but yeah i do remember we had a gardener in new guinea and he was missing his big toenail so gone never grew back <sighs> and that's because some rascal men came in the night, as you remember, rascals are what we call thieves or criminals in New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came in the night and they stole his toenail. I mean, that's rude. Put it for, back. For reagents, for like a witch doctor. You can't just go stealing someone's toenails. <laughs> well, they did. They took Philip's toenail, all right? <laughs> that just seems highly rude. What, in his sleep, did you say? They attacked him in his sleep and stole his toenail. Yeah. I was going to say, surely you would feel that. You don't yeah, just wake I, I, up without feel a toenail. Your toenail getting ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember we, um, I was four years old. Or, yeah, I would have been four years old because it was the first place we lived in Garoka where Philip was our uh, gardener. And um, yeah, he told me that story. Are you sure he wasn't just telling you that as a kid to scare you? No, it's a real story. Because he told the same one to my mum. Oh, okay. We were all there, so. Yeah, I'm really uncomfortable with people stealing other people's toenails. <laughs> Philip's doing. I haven't, like, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen him since 2001. He ended up in Well, hopefully LA. he's not missing any more toenails. He went from being a gardener to actually getting employed by my dad at one of the supermarkets he ran in Lay. Okay. 
That was the last time I saw him. Or maybe your dad knows. Doubt it. No? So he left okay. his well wheel off at the same time. Hopefully he's still got all his other toenails. Yeah, as I was just saying, I hope he hasn't <laughs> lost any more. That'd be really distressing. <laughs> I, I mean, is it though? What do they do? They're kind of annoying. Yeah, but like, I can't imagine having it ripped out so much so that it never grows back to be a pleasant yeah. experience. But then you don't have to cut it anymore. Can I get plastic surgery to have my toe, just to have my nails removed? I'm sick of looking after them. Maybe you can go back to New Guinea and donate them to your local witch doctor. Witch doctor. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'll keep the fingernails because otherwise people will be like, ugh, all the time. But at least I can get my toenails removed. Because they're also the most annoying No sandals ones to cut. in your future, though. What are you talking about? How many people are going to be fucking looking at my feet? My toenailless feet. Uh, yeah, it makes me very uncomfortable to think about toenails being ripped out. Well, you'll be happy to know that my story is over. Okay. <laughs> And none of my other stories feature feet. Okay, excellent. I really don't like feet, by the way. If that, if I've never mentioned that before on the podcast, I fucking hate feet. Maybe that's why it makes you feel so uncomfortable. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how to segue into this at all because this is a really sad story. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want that as a segue? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> like, right. At least breaks the tension a little. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, this this story is extremely sad. Um, it came up for me a while ago and then it came up again. And I was like, well, I've got to talk about this now. Okay, so I should load up some images of kittens to look at is what you're telling me. Yeah, you definitely want a palate cleanser for this one. This is a domestic violence story. CJ is now hugging a stuffed animal. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, it's anyway, sheep thing you got me. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a bit graphic about what happened to this poor woman. If anything related to domestic violence or violence in general um, is triggering for you, maybe skip the story. I'll include a timestamp where the story ends in the episode description. But yeah, this one isn't going to be fun. But I do really feel like her story is uh, worth telling for sure. So I'm going to talk to you about a woman named Kylie K. Okay. No relation uh, Ki- to Special K? No, her last name is spelled C-A-Y. Oh. So Kylie was 44 and from Port Ferry in Victoria. And unfortunately, she was in a pretty terrible relationship with a man named Justin Turner. I don't usually mention people's names in these stories, but that name this is one I'm making it exception. For some reason? He had previously been abusive, but unfortunately on the evening of Saturday, June 18th, 2016, things took a turn for the worst. That night was a night Justin attacked Kylie worse than he ever had before. And this is where it's going to get graphic. So um, this is your last warning. After this, I am going to describe what happened to her and her injuries. So this is your last chance to skip forward before it gets a bit hairy. Okay. Um, Justin assaulted Kylie with a hammer. He used the hammer to smash her feet first, which I can only assume was to stop her from running away. Because why would you start with a feet? This sounds then, all really familiar. I mean, this this story has been going on for quite some time, so I, I wouldn't surprise me if you had read something about it before. Mm. He then continued to hit her in the sides with the hammer before stomping on her while she was on the ground and started dragging her around by her hair. He literally beat the shit out of her. Like, okay, not literally, but he did. He, he beat the shit out of her. Like, she was not in a good way. She somehow, and I've got to be honest with you, if I was in the same position, I don't know if I'd be able to manage this, but she somehow got the strength to not only survive the attack, but she also got away. She ended up dragging herself out of the house and hid in the dog kennel in the backyard for over an hour, hiding from him until he left the property. When she thought he wasn't around, she somehow got herself to Port Ferry Hospital, but her injuries were so bad that she was transferred to Wanamble. I say Wanamble. W a w r n a m b o o l. Yeah, Wanamble. They make cheese. Wanamble. 
Really good choice. Oh, there you go. Okay. Okay. Wollongbore Base Hospital for treatment. She ended up having two fractured ribs, a broken shoulder, and bruising to her face and her feet. I don't know how he didn't break something in her feet. Because feet are like delicate you know yeah lots of small bones or maybe maybe it did i i think it's like toes you know if you break your toe they don't do shit for it they just leave it because there's nothing you can really do do you get your foot in a cast i don't know anyway irrelevant really it's just my my not wanting to think about this basically she was brave enough to give an official statement to police and justin turner was arrested as a result for assault now all of that is extremely sad to begin with no woman should feel that unsafe in her own home and obviously this guy's a piece of shit for abusing her in the first place uh it gets worse awesome i'm really sorry i wish this had a happy ending i really did but it doesn't she arrived home from hospital on monday june 20th and she wasn't home for long before she began to feel like something wasn't right she got a neighbor to call triple zero for her because she was in so much pain by that point that she could barely hold the phone she was also having trouble breathing at the time i guess you might think broken ribs maybe that's normal i don't know i will mention at this point that one of the articles that i am going to list as one of my resources for this story does have the audio from the follow-up call from ambulance victoria um, with her begging for an ambulance and it's uh it's not easy it's not an easy listen especially after what i'm about to tell you um happens so what ended up happening was initially emergency services did request an an ambulance for Kylie. She got the neighbor to come over and call for her. They called triple zero and they said, no problem. Ambulance is on the way. Hung up. All good. She thought an ambulance was coming. However, it wasn't wasn't long before a paramedic from Ambulance Victoria called her back requesting more information. Um, they assumed the pain was from her broken ribs and that she was having trouble breathing because of the pain. Canceled the ambulance and told her to visit a GP if the pain relief she was given wasn't strong enough. Hmm. What was actually happening? She was dying. She was dying. She was. She was dying. Kylie had her spleen ruptured after she left hospital. Now, I don't know. I assume that that was from the trauma of her body, but it didn't actually rupture until after she left. Um, that is the, res- the uh, sorry, that's the result of the coroner inquest. So that's, that's official. I would have thought at the time they were probably panicking that it had happened at the hospital and they didn't catch it. But that wasn't yeah. the case. It happened afterwards. So yeah, her spleen had ruptured and it was slowly killing her. And she was found dead in her home on June 22nd. Alone in the bathroom so as a result of her death this did mean that justin had his charges upgraded to manslaughter uh because it was a direct result of the assault he carried out on her otherwise her spleen would have never ruptured and she wouldn't have died basically however there this and this is the reason that it's come up in the media so many times is that there's now a huge inquest into why an ambulance was camp was cancelled for her and i did listen to the audio i regretted it immediately but i did listen to it and she's begging the man to send someone and he's just like it's the pain from your ribs don't worry about it Mm. (laughs) go and see go and see a doctor that that was his advice basically and what state was this in again victoria so apparently what happens is I didn't know this either. Um, I mean, I've been in very, I think I've been in one ambulance in my entire life. But apparently what happens is you call for an ambulance and then you'll get someone that will call you back in some cases where it's unclear if it's an actual emergency or not and ask for more details. And then they will assess and decide whether an ambulance is actually required. Right. So the paramedic that did this said that it is normal for him to downgrade about 15 cases every shift. Hmm. I assume this is to save resources for actual emergencies. Yeah. Because you, pe- w- you don't want sending ambulances to people who are just panicking over solving nothing. Exactly. Or, you know, uh, a, pa- a parent worried about a-, a kid with a cold or, you know, stuff like that. Stuff that you could just go to a GP for. They're trying to eliminate those taking up ambulance resources. So I, I kind of get the reason that it exists. 
However, this is also very confusing to me because in Australia, uh, ambulances are privatized. So I'm, I'm not I'm not quite sure I understand. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's kind of irrelevant. I think it depends um, on the state, though, doesn't it? Because in Queensland, your electricity bill pays for the ambulances. I'm pretty sure it's still privatized. That's why you're paying for it. If it wasn't, it'd be included in Medicare. Mm. So I'm pretty sure. It, I might be wrong. Someone correct me if that's not right, but I'm pretty sure. So then how does that? Because tri- then when you dial triple zero, which is our mm-hmm. 911, how does it know which ambulance to send you to? Or does it what go do to a, like, so you're saying, so the ambulance is uh, privatized. Mm-hmm. So there's more than one ambulance provider per state. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, because otherwise, like, then how would it know which ambulance company to send you through to? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there is more than one or if there really is only the one. But, I mean, that's why. I mean, I had a friend who got so blind drunk on a Melbourne Cup um, thing that she passed out in a pub. And she was at near North Sydney Station, got taken to Royal North Shore, and they charged her 600 bucks for it. Oof. So, Amos is very expensive in Australia <laughs> um, if you don't have health insurance. Um, um- sure there's definitely american people listening to it right now being like only six hundred dollars shit <laughs> yeah probably but yeah so they're very expensive i mean you can get health insurance to cover it but they are very expensive if you get caught out and i assume that yeah this this ambulance victoria thing this service is to eliminate unnecessary use of am- ambulances basically um i personally though i'm not a doctor i'm not a paramedic i don't work for this service but I would think that if someone calls you saying they're in a lot of pain and are having difficulty breathing, that that would be cause for an ambulance, especially yeah. when she, you've been told that she's been previously, you know, bashed to an inch of her life. I mean, she did mention that in the call that she was assaulted and was in hospital only a couple of days prior. I, I personally don't understand why that would be downgraded. I mean, it sounds serious to me. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I'm I sure that they have protocols the that they follow. Downgrade a lot of stuff they probably get called for, but that's a situation where I'd be like, okay. Mm. Yeah, no, that sounds genuine. That sounds like something's going on there, but that's not. I, I'm I'm positive that this guy. I'm not blaming this guy in particular. I'm I'm more blaming the system. Um, I'm sure he had protocols that he had to adhere to, and he was following them. But at the end of the call, she actually says, "Are you fucking serious?" And he says, "Yes." <laughs> Uh, so like she was not happy and she even mentioned uh in the call they did he did say to her that if you feel like it's serious you can take yourself to the hospital and she said i have no way of getting there and he said well you're gonna have to get someone to drive you and that was it not the greatest response but it's probably exactly what he's been told to follow what else can you do kind of thing he just works there so as a result because she had no way to get to the hospital or a doctor she just stayed at home she lost her life because of it. Part of me is like, get an Uber or something, but I guess if you don't have the money for it. I think it's hard to put yourself in her situation. She had been, and it sounds like from the article, the articles or articles I read, that she had been being abused for quite some time. Domestic violence situations generally tend to leave women with no money. Mm. And I mean, she'd just gotten out of hospital. She was on her own. She was living on her own because he, uh, he'd been arrested and was in jail. And the only reason that anyone found her is because uh, I think her parents found her because she wasn't answering her phone. So they went to check on her. Um, I can't imagine the situation that she was in. It definitely wasn't a, a good one. I think she probably took the word of the paramedic and thought, okay, it's my Maybe ribs. Maybe I am overreacting. Yeah, it's my ribs. I'll just wait it out, keep taking the painkillers and see what happens kind of thing. Um, but unfortunately, it was left too late. And I think the worst part is that the investigation did find that if Kylie had had medical intervention when she called, the chances of her survival would have been greatly increased. I mean, there's obviously no guarantee, but... Better than being found dead on your bathroom floor by your parents. Yeah, exactly. Ambulance Victoria has since made changes to their protocol, such as offering a free taxi service. I'm like, it's a bit late. (laughs) But at least they're doing something. I mean, I shouldn't be too critical. I I think it's just hard because you know that she dies because no no one checks in on her. 
Mm. So it's hard for me to think of this critically instead of thinking about how this poor woman who had just survived being beaten somehow. Yeah, it's uh, like... Imagine that, though. You fucking call Triple O and they're like, oh, we'll send you a taxi. Better than nothing. She at least would have went to emergency anyway. Yeah, but have you ever tried... When was the last time you tried calling for a taxi? Good point. <laughs> it's been a while. It takes a long time to turn up. He's probably going to take the long way so he gets a bigger fee. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's better than just leaving people yeah, in their homes. I, I agree that it's, it's, it's something and that's better than nothing. Why the fuck are they privatized? Yeah, it's really stupid. It, I mean, could I, you can ask that about a lot of things in Australia. Why is the postal service privatized? Who knows? Um, and it's a rot. Uh, why? Um, what's the other one? I mean, the phone service got privatized, although I think that's pretty common. But it wasn't always. Telecom was government owned. It's just, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Thanks, conservative government. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for selling off all our shit. Why don't you conserve that was working. <laughs> the fucking public assets? Fucking but dickheads. I guess the only good news to come out of this story is that Justin Turner was sentenced to 12 years jail time. Is that it? I mean, you say, I mean, I also say, is that it? But it's more than other cases that we've heard of like this. You know, I think it's fair. I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with uh, charging him with manslaughter, to be honest. I think he was intending to kill her. Hmm. Eventually. Maybe not that day, but... It's technicality, ain't it? I guess. But it does, like, significantly degrease, uh, decrease. decrease. Yeah, because you can just say, oh, no, I never meant to kill her. Exactly. Um, and then you get less jail time. Which, yeah, I don't think 12 years is really long enough for killing a woman because you decided you wanted to beat her all the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. <laughs> 12 years is not enough time. And I mean, this whole thing just sort of, again, makes me question like the justice system. But now I'm also questioning, um, you know, medical services in Australia as well, because it just seems it seems like everything failed her. I don't know. Actually, I think that's unfair to say. I take that back. They did arrest him. They did take him into custody. They did get him away from her. They did treat her. I just think she had a really bad time and then she died. And it's just really sad. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the end of the story. Unfortunately, that's it. I mean, my story's not. Well, it's a lot better compared to that, but it's still not feel good. We're going to Okay, New I'm afraid. Okay. To a story that just happened yesterday, actually. Okay. Saturday, for when you're listening to this. It happened, it happened on 5th of December, 2020. <laughs> it's been a massive year for the safety warehouse. Kiwis have had to fork out for safety, personal protective equipment they never anticipated need to buy. And COVID-19 has made many family lives harder. We are the people's company and proud of it. So we're dropping $100,000 in value from the sky in, I'm going to say this wrong because I've never heard of this square before, Aotea Square, which is kind of like Auckland's answer to Federation Square in Melbourne. Okay. At 12pm on Saturday the 5th. Yes, actual money will be flying from the sky. Use this cash anymore. This is a now deleted Facebook post from the safety warehouse in New Zealand on their that Facebook didn't, account. It didn't happen? Oh, it happened. Over 2,000 people registered interested in the event, and it was advertised as New Zealand's first ever mass cash drop. I feel like this would create absolute fucking chaos. Mm. Like, just it just sounds like a really bad idea. In one little place? Yeah, like, it really sounds like a bad idea, especially during COVID. Um, I know New Zealand doesn't really have it anymore, but still, it just doesn't seem like the right move. Well, Wayne Lynch and his partner, they drove six hours from Palmerston North to get to Auckland for the cash drop. It cost them $120 mm-hmm. in fuel to get there. Jeez. Uh, Rachel Santos, a West Aucklander woman, she spent $20 in petrol and $8 in parking to attend with her eight-year-old son. Uh, she's a bit skeptical and she'd spent hours looking for a catch but couldn't see it. Quote, it looked legit. Okay. John Murphy spent $200 on travel and accommodation along with a 10-hour bus ride from 11 so he could be there. 
when the money started flying. They, along with hundreds of others of people who were, you know, poor, down in their luck, or struggling mm. to get by in the year we've all had, had arrived with hopes of finally getting a windfall just in time for Christmas, too. Uh, I want to note that the event on Facebook was expecting 2,000 plus people had said, I'm interested kind of thing. Probably not all going to attend, but even if they did, that averages out to only $50 a person. Okay. That doesn't sound like a great return on investment. For your share of the money. I, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm pointing this out not to say like these people are idiots for going, but more to like highlight how kind of desperate their situation probably is that they're like, yep, yeah. I'm going to spend $200 of my cash to go to the other side of the North Island to try and get more money. Yeah, but also when you hear like cash drop, you're not averaging it out. You're going, yeah, I can grab some money. Yeah, you're thinking to yourself, yeah. okay. Because to me, I think you'd look at the average and be like, okay, on average, everyone should walk away with about 50 bucks. Yeah, but people don't think that way. No. People don't critically, like logically sit down and work these things They'll out. They'll be like, oh, I can they grab They see a cash grab and they're like, yes, I can get some. That's it. Yeah. The end of thought. Exactly. They're like, no, I'll Especially get- if you're desperate. So the money would drop. There was a big crowd. And like you said, they started swarming. Uh, there was bruising. There was crush injuries. People were kicked and stomped. There was limbs dislocated. Oh, God. And one of the safety warehouse's own staff would end the day in hospital having to have glass from a car windshield removed from their eye. What, was this like a fucking riot or something? Like, that's what it sounds like. Well, you see, no one went home with any money. Are you kidding me? After all of that and no one even gets anything out of it. John, the man from Levin, he made it back to his accommodation with his big water bills that he grabbed. Uh, it was at that point he realized that they were all fake. Oh, are you kidding me? Every single bill was fake. Can they do that? I don't know. Like, isn't that That like, sounds fraud? to me like a bit of a cop out. Yeah. So they're fake looking New Zealand $5 bills. Uh, I will say John posted a picture of his haul. You can have a look at it. He didn't even grab $200 worth. I counted, mm. I counted the money he earned. So he spent $200 to get there. And he only made back 120 in these fake monies. Yeah, which, I mean, really, he was actually just pissing away $200. Yeah. Okay, uh, so look, what was well. the like point said, of the money $50 drop? $50 extra. I was like, $50 per person. So he did twice better than he should have. Mm-hmm. But, but still, I mean, it's fake, so it's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's actually it's zero. It's fake money. Okay, so what was the point of the cash drop if it wasn't real money? Well, you see, Wayne from Palmerston North the man who spent $120 in fuel, he noticed it was fake after catching his second note. They're actually 30% off vouchers for the safety warehouse, the online PPE surely, store, which surely would have made a killing fraud. this year for mask sales. And I think to myself, yeah, if, if it's, they're saying, oh, we're dropping $100,000 in vouchers? No one would have showed up. It's not like gift cards. It's no. not like these cards are valued at like 60 bucks. It's 30% off. So I don't even know how they. So you calculate. have to spend money anyway. Yeah, how do how do they to get something? How do they calculate the hundred thousand then? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. So really, it's just a flat out lie. Yeah. So yeah, that, I'm, I'm still standing by these... my point that has to be fraud. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You can't just do that. You can't just lie to people. And there were people there who are like, "This is like a fucking scam." Um, yeah. You're taking it like there was no rich people there. You're taking advantage of like the poor and needy who really could have used that money. Yeah. I forgot to write in my notes, but Wayne from Palmerston North, um, they're stranded. They couldn't get back to Palmerston North. They spent all their money on fuel going there for the cash drop, and now they can't get home. So what are they doing? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so like I said, it, it turned into a riot. There were police there, but, you know, like not enough. They had to call in extras. That's how that employee ended up with glass in his eye. And I'm like, oh, that's not even fair on the employees. I was like, did the staff know that no. the money they were shooting out was not going to be real? Yeah, you have to wonder I, how... I can't um, imagine how like, the staff would have been like, okay, I'll go fucking lie to a big crowd of people. Oh, no, I can actually definitely see how that would work. Because especially this year, of course you're not going to jeopardize your job mm. to... Of course he'd say yes. So I can see how that would happen. But I do wonder, were they lied to? Did they know? Like, Well, look, 
um, who was it we were talking about? That lady, can't see her name now, where did she go? Rachel Santos, she looked everywhere and nowhere did it say it was fake money. The actual advertising, and I repeat the article there, says actual money. <laughs> Will be flying. So it is a flat out lie. It sounds like a big fucking lie. But she's from a company who would have made like a ton of money this year on mask sales alone, plus all the other PPE that probably got sold. Yeah. Uh, John Murphy has started an online petition calling for Safety Warehouse to honor the vouchers for people and exchange them for cash, which is something I agree with at the very least. Like, this is just terrible PR now. Well, I was going to say, truly, would anyone want to shop there now? Especially I mean, like COVID's pretty much over in New Zealand. You don't need masks and shit. Yeah, but I'm sure they're not the only people selling them. Yeah. So, like, why would you choose to shop there? It makes no sense no, now. It sounds like Safety Warehouse is an online-only store as well. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. They are yet to comment on it. As I mentioned, the event only did happen yesterday, but they have not said anything about it. So it'll be interesting to see if I remember to look up what happens. I was going to say, I'd be interested in an update next week if you have one. I'll try. See if it doesn't infringe on the uh, special. Okay. That's just if awful. If it was, like, $100,000 worth of, like, $50 vouchers, okay. But it's not. People still would have showed up for that. People still would have showed up, but it's not. They said actual money, and I don't know how you calculate $100,000 worth of 30% off. Yeah, no, it just sort of sounds to me that the whole thing is fabricated. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's bullshit. I feel so I feel so badly for the people who were, who attended that. Yeah, they've gone there, they're already down in your luck. You're like, cool, I'm going to go grab some money. I'll yeah. Like, I think they'll talk to people, they're like, I was going to buy, like, I was being able to spend money on Christmas gifts for, like, my kids and stuff. Oh. But, nope. Hope your kid likes a cheap hard hat. <laughs> um, which, you know, if you don't have money to begin with, you probably wouldn't be able to afford to even take advantage of the 30% off. Yeah. Makes no sense. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Don't shop at Safety Warehouse, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I definitely would have recommended it at this point. I know cancel culture is a weird thing, but this really is just blatantly fucking people over for no real reason. Yeah. Is this is this a case of any publicity is good publicity? Because like, I mean, it's the first I've ever heard it. about them, but I'm never going to fucking shop with them. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, it's not encouraging me to shop with them <laughs> at all. In fact, it's having the opposite effect. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> going to talk to you about sperm. Cool. Just to just to really take a, a tone, absolute one eighty on you. Sorry, but I am. I'm going to talk to you about sperm. Sperms are they going to explode out of a cryogenics? <laughs> Thing like last time? Or? No, 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 no sperm explosions this time. Oh. Um, but I feel like no we spoke about sperm donors not that long ago. Oh my god! Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like we spoke about sperm donors not that long ago. Yeah, a um, weeks I've back. got another weird sperm donor story for you. Okay. A Brisbane man is currently being investigated after he fathered twenty-three children in one year. Now that's that's a fertile man. Twenty-three a year. In one year. In one year. So you're averaging 1.8 or 9 a month or something like that? Yeah. Hmm. Obviously, what he's producing is good. Let's just say that. Okay. So I didn't know this, but apparently it's the law that you can only have 10 women use a donor's sperm. And that includes the donor's partner. Why? So I read that and I'm like, hang on, wait. It also didn't like say if that was per year or forever is that to, like, or like what it was. Is, I, is that to like... Keep diversity in the gene pool? <laughs> I wrote, I would assume that it's something to do with genetic diversities rather than morals, right? And then I, I wrote this. And then the next sentence in the article said, in some rural fertility clinics and other states, that limit is cut to five families for each donor due to the potential of meeting related families and future contact with a donor. So they don't want inbreeding. That's fair. So I get it. Cunt. It, it, it is genetic diversity. Some sperm? <laughs> I'm sure there's you more than how, just like, this guy. You know trade for like sending like 
animal sperm to other countries yeah. and shit. Why don't we do that with people sperm? Then it's like a lucky dip. Maybe you'll get like your ch- your child's just. You don't know what you're going to get. It's like a kind of surprise. I mean, honestly, there is some merit to that because then we would just stop having like, okay, eventually no, it would take a long time. you know what would happen is like racists would end up with like an Asian baby and then they would like abuse it. Oh, I was just about to say, then we wouldn't have any races because we'd all just be mixed. I think that'll probably eventually happen. I think that'll happen on its own anyway, like a long time from now. But you've got a point with that. <laughs> But no, I actually do agree with that. I think that that is because obviously the more diverse your genetics are, the better off you are. Mm. Because if you have too much of the same, that's when you start to have issues. Yes, I can see that's why, why inbreeding be is not a thing. Like a rural town where there's only like yeah, a hundred people. So exactly. I am the dad of everyone in town. <laughs> like you don't want that to happen. But maybe they should. You be don't like, want accidental inbreeding. <laughs> they, they need to like when when they send like bull semen. To other towns and shit in other countries. Send some of the farmers mm. along with it, you know? Spread <laughs> it around. If I remember correctly from the last time we spoke about this, which wasn't that long ago, there is a sperm shortage. Mm. So if you if you maybe want to donate, maybe you should. I'm not saying you in particular, because you're looking at me like, what? I meant whoever's listening. Look, if I'm about to... Do they still pay for it? Because, you know, we've got I don't know. I don't know if you get paid for it. No work coming up. So maybe that's the solution here. <laughs> because you can only have up to 10 women using the same donor, clearly this guy had been doing some dodgy shit. <laughs> mm. So the man had been providing sperm donations through both registered clinics and through private means. Uh, mostly an online group called Sperm Donation Australia, which I'm assuming is a Facebook group or something like that. Gumtree. <laughs> Let's go on Gumtree um, and have sperm, see what you get. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I'm going to do it right no. now. Um, oh, no. I'm so scared. C- carry on. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, so, I know this all sounds like a, we're having a bit of a laugh about this and it's kind of weird. G- Gumtree, um, the search bar says, I'm looking for... Oh, God. Sperm. And you're going to write sperm? Yeah. Okay, you're raising your eyebrows and I'm very scared. Sperm whale teeth. Okay. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Surfboards. Herbal medicine... Oh, do they, like, frame it that way? I mean, it looks like a flower. Oh, okay. Don't worry about that. I'm just being sus now. There's a lot of results, but none of it seems like how to get pregnant books in search of some boat. It does make me wonder, if this is a Facebook group, how is there no guidelines for Facebook on that sort of thing? Oh, please. Facebook fucking lets anything on there. This is true. I once reported a comment of a guy saying that, like, he was basically threatening to go to Dan Andrews' house and kill him. And I reported the comment... And I got an email from Facebook like two hours later saying, oh, no, that, that comment's allowed. Nice. But then we'll ban like cosplayers and stuff for showing too much skin. I think someone on Twitter that I Please. followed got banned on Facebook for 24 hours because they said they were vegan. Yeah, like their ban system is so fucking weird. It's not consistent. I don't understand how you can like ban a woman for showing too much cleavage, but you can let a man, um, you know, threaten to take the life of a politician. Okay. Anyway. Facebook does have some uh, not consistent, shall we say? They, they just don't. They probably have rules that are against this sort of thing, but they don't really follow it. So whatever. Facebook sucks. Um, Bugger it. 
Let's talk yeah, about I hate Spur. Facebook. I try not to use it. It's probably like because you know every podcast has a Facebook. We, we group won't have a Facebook. I'm, group. We, we are no. not going to do that. I'm sorry. If we ever did something like that, it'd be a Discord, not a Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Um, so yeah, this all sounds kind of funny and, and weird that this man is basically in trouble for being too fertile, but it has had some serious consequences. Um, since the information went public, there was one woman in particular who'd been told that her embryos are now unusable and they're going to be destroyed. What? So, okay, but do you, do you know how IVF works? I'm sorry. How does this does this how does this relate to the guy? So basically, what happened was is a clinic used his sperm to create embryos for a woman yep. to be inserted in her. Right, and then they've gone. No, he's over the limit now. And then yeah, them. we we can't do it now because he's over the limit. Okay. We've discovered he's done 23 in a year. We we can't let you have it. Um, IVF is very expensive, like very expensive. Sure, you can get a refund. She that. had. She had actual viable embryos that they were going to use that have now been destroyed. I cannot imagine for someone who wants to have a child and had gotten to a point where they were just about to have them put in to see if they'd take and then be told no sorry. There must be money in it then. Like, why else would this guy be doing it so much? Well, I have a quote from him at the end about why he kept doing it. But yeah, I, I, I really feel for that lady. That must be incredibly upsetting and distressing for her. And I really do hope that they give her a refund on that or let her have another go for free. That's... That, yeah, it's horrible. Like, I can't imagine what she'd be going through after that. So, apparently, the man had started donating his sperm after he, him and his wife had to attend a fertility clinic to get help to have their second child. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decided then that if his sperm was healthy, that he would start donating to help other people in the same position that they were in. I guess he got carried away. So, I'll end on a quote from him, which... Uh, the corker i reached my ninth and thought that was it then i received a message from a lady around christmas saying the donation was successful which then became my tenth and i thought well i'm already over the limit i'll just help a few more and it kind of blew out so he has good intentions at least look i don't think he's doing this maliciously or like for money or like whatever i genuinely do feel like this guy was trying to help people but also you can't just break rules because you feel like it yeah um, especially like stuff like this, you, you can't. I'm do sure it. now he feels bad though because of what happened to that one woman. Oh, I'm I'm sure he does. Um, yeah, it does genuinely seem like this guy just wanted to help people, and that he he knew because they'd been to a clinic to test his sperm that he had some good ones, and was like, I can help other people. Let's do this. I um in the first episode of the Big Bang Theory, the very first joke in Big Bang Theory is that they've just gone to a sperm bank to like donate sperm for money. And they get back and then they meet Penny and they're like, what have you been up to today? And Sheldon's like, well, first we tried masturbating for money. And the jokes always bugged me because like for years, whenever that fucking episode first broadcast in Australia back when I was like in high school or something, right? Because like they're fucking like uni dudes. They're like PhDs. They've already got cash. They should be fucking (laughs) swimming in money. Yeah. Why would that become a thing anyway that Sheldon doesn't even bother cashing his checks because he's already got too much money? Yeah. That joke's bugged me for so long. I'd finally opportunity to get off my chest. It really was just like the writers had that joke and were just trying to find an opportunity to use it. I know that's Yeah, absolutely. They they came came up with them like, we have to use this somehow. Wish I had money. I mean, same, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, that that was the whole thing. I just thought it was a really weird story that basically this guy was in trouble for being too fertile. Got to put a rubber band around it. (laughs) Just stop donating. It's a little, you know, like a little champagne stopper just in the end of it. <laughs> oh, no. All right. My final tale <laughs> for the evening or the day or the morning or whenever you're listening to this. Mm. <laughs> I really like the dance that you did. Thank you. We, we really need to start publishing the video portion I of don't, this. I am not wearing a shirt. I am sitting in... <laughs> 
track pants and a dressing gown right now, okay? We're not putting this fucking video on the internet. Okay. Although the webcam's on, so I'm sure fucking... Who's our FBI agent? Linda. Linda, our ASIO agent. She's probably like... Hey, Linda's definitely FBI. I don't know who our ASIO is. Oh, okay. We need to come up with a character. ASIO. What's yeah. like a... So Linda's the American FBI agent. Yeah. Then... <laughs> I mean, she's actually Mint's FBI yeah. agent, but she's probably watching us too. I always just feel like Linda's looking out for me. Like Shazza. Shazza. Like she's really, Australian. Yeah, like a really fucking bogan ocker name. <laughs> anyway, speaking of the things that are Australian, mm-hmm. Fosters. This podcast, yeah. Australian for beer. Oh, I sent you this one. Fosters. <laughs> the Australian for lager. Fosters. The amber nectar. Quote, tastes like an angel crying on your tongue from Paul Hogan. In oh one God. of the advertisements Paul, they did for why, it. why did you do this to us? Well, Paul did a lot of advertising for Fosters. <laughs> yes, I I actually do remember those ads when he was in I was them. watching them before. When I was a yeah. kid. Fosters. The one beer you won't find in a pub or bar in Australia. No, seriously. You will absolutely not find it no. anywhere. No, it's fucking, it's left the country. You might you might get it in like Dan Murphy's Dan... in like the international section. Uh... <laughs> yeah, ironically. <laughs> Dan, Dan Murphy's about yeah. the only place you can find it. And even then you can't get the proper Fosters. It's like the weird no. new Fosters that's like... Mm. Yeah, I will say though, um, watching it because I watched the Paul Hogan ads as research for this, and those cans were huge. Bring yeah, those they were. Back. They were much bigger. I find like there's a joke in The Simpsons about Homer getting a beer and they give him a giant Foster's can. I never quite understood it, but now I get it. And I was like, bring bring those cans back. I'm fine with that. Remember that one mm. beer I got earlier this year that was like a liter can? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those are cool. I, I'm fine. We can bring that part back. Okay. But, <laughs> yes, Foster's. Um, you won't find it in Australia. It's no one here drinks it. They used to. It used to be drunk here. Uh, and then it got exported and it really just became an overseas beer and people stopped drinking it here. Um, so I think from memory, you might know better than me, it was sold. Um, it was no longer produced in Australia. And that's the reason why Australians stopped drinking it. Mm. I don't know when that happened or who bought it, but I'm pretty sure it was an American company. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so it really, after that, really lost popularity here. And yeah, I've seen it way more in America than I ever did in Australia. <laughs> mm. But, I mean, it's weird because in America they still market it as an Australian beer, even though it's not made here, not owned by an Australian company. Why should Cub has the rights to it here? Oh, really? Yeah, we'll get into okay. that. So, we're bringing this up because apparently it's changing. Truly, Australians in isolation and lockdown have gone mad. Uh, demand for Fosters <laughs> has skyrocketed in Australia. A beer which you have barely seen in this country since the 80s and is now having its Australian production increased by 300% by the professional staff abusers Cub, or Carlton and United Breweries, best known for firing all their staff a few years ago and then offering them their jobs back at less pay on a worse contract. Fuck. They also make a bunch of other shit beers, such as VB, Carlton Draft, MB, Crown Lager, Great Northern, Pure Blonde, Reshers, Cascade, Wild Yak, Bowman's Mercury, Strongbow, and Dirty Granny Cider, and they also are the local production company for Corona Beer and Stella Artois, to name a few. So, hang on, wait. So, do they actually produce the product? Yes. Okay. So, it actually is made in it Australia. Is, uh, Foster's is actually still made in Australia. Now, the Foster's right. they're drinking in okay. America is probably made locally, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right, to- okay. Like, it's a cheap fucking beer, right? Yeah, Doesn't yeah, I know sense. what you mean. Especially, like, to produce it here and then ship it over to America. Like, alcohol in America is way cheaper. Just fucking do it there. I guess it's a lot like um, the company that I work for um, is owned by... Oh, God, I don't know what country. I know it used to be a New Zealand-owned company. Yes. But I don't think it is anymore. Anyway, it's not Australian-owned, even though they do really promote the Australian part. But it is produced in Australia. Yeah. So, we still use our farmers to create it. Yeah. Even though it's not owned... 
by an Australian company, right? So I, I'm assuming it's the the same situation. Yeah, and uh, Cub now also owns um, some former breakout independent success breweries such as Four Pines, who produced the first beer I ever liked, oh, yeah. and Pirate Life, who, uh, as I understand it, the two guys who founded that walked away of eighty million each, and Whoa, people were like sell okay. it. And they had a contract where they're not allowed to make beer for like 10 years. Yeah, but that's a really good return on investment. Like, yeah, I'd take 80 million. 10 years, uh, 10 years, you can start doing whatever you want again, but you've now cashed up and can live very comfortably for those 10 years. And then I wrote Cub. It's Australian for cunts. Utter bastards. Fuck Cub. <laughs> to be fair, Cub did lose to the unions uh, and all the staff did get their original jobs back on their proper original salary. Yeah, but they tried to undercut they them did. first. They did try to do it first and I bet they're fucking fuming and I bet you they'll try and do it again as soon as they can. Oh, of course. Um, Yeah, but fuck, fuck Cub. We're talking about Fosters. It sucks. No one drinks it, but people apparently miss it because their dads used to drink it and they're sad and nostalgic in lockdown. Really? I guess. That's that's what the market that's what the article's saying. Like people are feeling nostalgic for Fosters. Like, how can you be nostalgic for fucking something you never even drank? Yeah, I was gonna say, who are the people buying this? Is it older Australians who maybe do remember it in the eighties? But I would think that they wouldn't make up the majority of the market for people buying beer. Yeah. Also it's interesting knowing that maybe the I'm production's wrong. increasing by three hundred percent. Which three hundred percent of what it currently is, that was me dropping a thing, sorry. Three hundred percent of what it currently <laughs> is is really not that much more. If you're producing like five and you up that by 300%, it's not still not a lot. No, you're so only I'm producing like, 15 then. Exactly, that's what I mean. So how much were they producing before? Who the fuck was buying it? Idiots mm. doing blind beer tastings of shit Australian beers, <laughs> which I did do recently. I, and I you actually like, liked look, the Fosters. Fosters is nowhere near as bad as people think it is. You can do a lot worse for shit beers. Um, you can do a lot better. Honestly, I can't recommend it. It's not worth the time and effort. Don't bring it back. Don't give Cub any more of your money. Watch the old Paul Hogan ads on YouTube. They're funny. I'll give them that. But also, they're a little bit dated in parts. Some things I was like, oh, I don't know if you could say that anymore. And that's a tad racist. It's a, Excellent. It's a different time, okay? Yeah. You, know, you, gotta, you gotta, as as we move forward in life, we need to look back at things within the context they were created. Because otherwise, things like cancel culture, we've mentioned a few times, you're just gonna, like, fuck it, just delete all of human history up until last Tuesday. Yeah, pretty it's, much. You know, you, and you can't do that. I mean, I won't go into it, but obviously, things change. What was acceptable five years ago isn't acceptable mm. now. So, of course, things from, like, the 80s are yeah. gonna be totally different to what we deem acceptable now. Yeah. Please, if you're in Australia or you want to try an Australian beer, look for the independent ones. They're better. You're supporting a small business. This isn't biased because I now in the industry. Totally kind of <laughs> is. You want to look for the Independent Brewers Association symbol. It's like a little black and yellow square. Sometimes it might just be all black depending on the packaging. And it says certified independent and there's a little beer in it. Get that. It'll be a good product. You're going to like give money to people who should actually get it because fuck knows where the cub money actually goes. CEOs and people overseas, I assume. Well, as it does for most big companies. I mean, like Foster's isn't even fucking invented by Australians. Wasn't it? No, two Yanks turned up. They fucking invented Foster's, sold the rights to it and then fucked off because they didn't even like Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Foster's has always had a, a bad rap. I mean, it was quite popular. Like when I was like a real like little kid, mm. um, I remember it being in the house when I was a real little kid. But since then, no one drinks it. Oh, I, one of the most annoying things was in America. Every time I walked into a bar, and I say without fail, sat down, opened my mouth, they heard the accent, and they would then offer me a Foster's. It was infuriating. <laughs> Fucking spit in their face. 
<laughs> I was like, fuck no. <laughs> Don't even like beer. Don't you dare give me a Foster's. <laughs> you're Australian, you want a Foster's? Oh, you're American, you want to shoot up a school? Yeah? <laughs> fuck me. Well, I feel like the equivalent is do you want like a Miller's or some oh, equal God. bad American beer? I would beer. drink a Foster's uh, over Miller's. <laughs> Miller's has this aftertaste of like spew. It's like you've drank <laughs> the beer and thrown it back up. That is, but you only, Ew. but you don't do the throw up part. It was so gross. Because I, I was at um, after work drinks once, and they the bar the the Longville Hotel did buckets of Millers. Ugh, you get the four longy. beers for twenty dollars, yeah. which is a decent deal in Australia yeah. at a pub. And so I split it with like a coworker, and we were like, "Let's not do this again." We still drank them because <laughs> you know it was our money. You paid, paid for, them. for them, but yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe Americans like the taste of vomit. Because have you ever had Hershey's chocolate? You know, I actually did read something about this recently, and apparently Americans don't like it either. Americans don't like Hershey's chocolate either? Apparently. I don't fucking blame Appa- them. There was this thing that I was reading where someone was complaining. They were like, we know Hershey's is bad. Stop telling us. And I was it's like, so okay. It, like, no, it t- you get a Hershey's kiss, you're like, oh, oh, I just threw up in my mouth. I found the kisses to be tolerable. I think they're because they're small. Yeah. But... The first thing I seen in America that I was, like, so excited for was a Hershey's, because I thought Hershey's was good, because, like, you know, Hershey's, America, like, you Yeah, I'm like, oh, Americans, them. they love fucking candy, mm. right? They should make some good shit. But then I also noticed, like, Americans, whenever they talk about candy, they never mention chocolate. That's and now true. I, I That's think very I understand true. Now, now that you've told me that they agree that Hershey's is fucking shit, is that why Hershey's is, like, because I also associate the name Hershey's with, like, uh, like a weird word for, like, shit, like the Hershey squirts. <laughs> I, is that a thing? For some reason, I think that's a thing. I don't know. I do not anyway. know. But then look, I'm not going to shit on entire. There are some really good American chocolate sure bars. There are. Uh, Three Musketeers, fucking beautiful. Mm. What's the other one? Uh, the non Hershey stuff is what you say. Rose. Uh, yeah. So the other thing in America is that Capri's is American. Mars is American. Yeah. I like Mars. Um, but we use different chocolate than they do. Also, a Mars bar is not a Mars bar in America. This is very confusing. So <laughs> in America, Mars bars and Milky Way are flipped. Why? I don't know. And it was very confusing for me. At first. <laughs> um, but it's definitely different chocolate. They do like, it's not the chocolate, like the milk chocolate that we use. It's different. It's, it's still good. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's different. The only Hershey's I like is the cookies and cream one because it's white chocolate, which is fake anyway. So See, that was the thing. The first one I bought in America was a big Hershey's cookies and cream, like big bar. And it was fucking terrible. Really? <laughs> I threw it in the bin. I didn't even finish it. I'm like, that was not what I was expecting. That was terrible. Yeah, Hershey's is shit. Yeah, that's our main message. If you but hate I it think too, Americans let me know. Them. Yeah. <laughs> you can do a lot better, America. You deserve better I chocolate don't know. than Hershey's. I don't know how we ended up here. I don't know. I don't know how we got to American chocolate. And we need to be somewhere in 20 and minutes. I still haven't showered. So, good thing my last one is very, very quick. And it's really stupid. I swear I don't Hershey's know why I picked it. is a thing. I don't know why. <laughs> You're still stuck yeah. on that. <laughs> For some reason, I associate okay. Hershey's with like shitting yourself. Oh, excellent. Um, maybe if you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> so I picked this last story and even though it's a really, really old one, like the article is dated in 2013. <gasps> I thought it might be relevant for us because it talks about a relationship that's sort of like ours. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Heterosexual one. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> what I mean is that our, our relationship is kind of, I guess, socially viewed as unusual because I'm older mm. than you are. And by quite a bit. I guess for those who don't know, I'm eight years older than CJ. And unfortunately, it's a thing. I don't know why. I never really think about it, to be honest. Yeah, I don't really notice it. Yeah, same. So Also, but- it kind of runs in my family, weirdly. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't like you because you were younger than me. 
Did you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that wasn't the selling point. So I've never really thought about it. Um, and honestly, uh, previously, I've always dated men that were much older than me. So Balancing it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's why my, my <laughs> dad's anyway, partner is like heck of a lot younger than he is it doesn't really matter as long as you get along it's all good <laughs> so that's the main message but i picked this story and the headline oh my god it's just it's beautiful so the headline reads marjorie 106 enjoys living in sin with 73 year old boy toy gavin <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> so if your mouse is good you would know that marjorie is 33 years older than gavin and the two have found love despite their massive age difference. They met in 2011 at Kew Gardens, so they're fellow Victorians, and they were inseparable ever since. They even went on to live in the same nursing home together. <laughs> so they think it's just so cute. <laughs> However, the pair have no desire to get like, married. at that point, like, when you're that old, why do you give a shit about anything anymore? It's like, fuck it. I mean, I, I guess, you know, 33 years, you're like, yeah. whoa, that's a but lot. But like we're talking myself, about 106 and 73. Like, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds fine to me. But if it was like... If yeah, it was like, that doesn't matter anymore. She's 52 and he's 20. I'd be like, ooh. Ooh, yeah, exactly. But 163, you're like, whatever, like, man. Whatever. Do whatever. Who cares? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they have no desire to ever get married. The main reason they don't want to get married is Marjorie believes that she's just too irresponsible. Oh, she's a swinger, is she? <laughs> yeah, and she even went as far to say, I quite like living in sin. <laughs> I love her. I think she's a... Uh, She's great. So if, if they did change their mind, though, and, and decide to get married, they would have been the oldest married couple ever. Like, that would have been a Guinness World Record because their combined ages would have been higher than anyone before. Huh. That didn't happen, though. I really regretted Googling her name afterwards because she, she has since passed. This was eight years ago, you said, or seven years ago. She, she passed only um, three months after the article uh. was published, so... Very sad, uh, but I just, I really liked the old, like the idea of an older lady just doing whatever the fuck she wants and not really thinking about society standards. Because I'm sure people would have said, 106, why are you getting a boyfriend? Yeah, especially consider the, she was 106 in what, 2013, you said? Yeah. So she was born in 19, 1907. Yeah. The Titanic sinking hadn't happened yet. Wow. And the first That's powered crazy flight think had about. only occurred four years before her birth. Wow. So think about the society okay. she was born into. Can you imagine yeah. something happened like that back in her day when she was a child? If her mother yeah. had married a man 32 years her junior. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just really love that she was just like, what the fuck? I don't care. It's just do whatever. What a, what a great, what a, like, if I had the opportunity to live through one entire century and be like, guaranteed I'd survive the whole way through so I could experience all of it, but also be like an adult the whole time, I'd probably pick the one we just had. Because so much so changed much in such a short amount yeah, of time. Be, yeah, that would have been wild. It's crazy to me to think that, like, there are people alive now who did do that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I just, I just really liked, that's it. There's nothing else to it. It's really just about this woman enjoying living with her uh, boyfriend in sin. I wonder what he's up to now. But she's 106. Because he's only 77. He's probably still around. Yeah, probably. Um, I did. I did. I, I admit I Googled her name because of her age. There was a part of me that was really hoping that she was still around, but she's not, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I just, I like, I like that she doesn't, she didn't give a shit about society's standards and just went for it. And I think that's great. I think you should be able to do whatever you want as long as it's hurting no one at whatever age you are. And uh, good on you, Marjorie. And you can send us whatever you want to our email at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com or slip it to our DMs or just add us on Twitter at fuckmedeadpod and on Instagram now at fmedeadpod where you can keep up to date on all the episodes of when they're released, links to our sources, any pictures that we mentioned in the episode, 
sure we'll put up a fucking picture of Paul Hogan holding a Foster's can. Maybe like... <laughs> we'll find one. A little mock-up of the Cub Factory on fire and all the workers like walking away for a million dollars. That'd be cool. All the information can be found in the episode notes and on our website at fuckbedeadpodcast.com, which has a list of ways you can listen to us, including directly through the website itself. Like if you have the time, subscribe, leave us a review, smash that fucking like button, ring the this isn't bell, YouTube. subscribe with your Twitch Prime. <laughs> Think you're getting your platforms Find confused. Find us on OnlyFans. Subscribe to our No, we our are definitely Patronus. not there. Um, we don't have one of those. Hit us up on the RSSS feed. <laughs> I mean, you can do that, technically. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, put us in your top eight friends. MySpace is dead and I'm still upset about it. Find us on the 13th floor of Habba Hotel. If that was a thing, I never played it. <laughs> Stay out of our private Second Life server. <laughs> I'm sure people still play Second I'm sure Life. They do. I'm sure it's all VR now, too. Ooh, actually, good point. Anyway, I, I also wanted to congratulate you on a fucking flawless segue then, too. Mm. I thought it up. It was beautiful. Like, is it wrong to cut her off now and just exit the episode? But I'm also like, no, we're running that's, out of time. That's perfect. So. Yeah. We're meant to be, be somewhere in 15 minutes. I got to get dressed <laughs> and have a shower. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we won't uh, crap on like we usually do at the end here. And I'll just say uh, thank you so much again for listening this week. And we'll see you at the same time next week. Stay swagalicious, my dudes. Goodbye. Goodbye. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs>